Alright, take two. <clears throat> Thank you for welcoming us onto your headphones. I'm Eddie. And I'm Nikki. And we're reviewing Phone Booth. And this is the rollback. Have you ever heard of this movie before I showed it to you? Uh, no, actually. No, I, I think that's the thing. A lot of people haven't. I think this is one of the most forgotten, like, thriller, neo-drama movies, like, ever. Um, vastly underrated, in my opinion. Well, to be fair, it was made in 2002. Yeah, and it kind of... So, it premiered uh, at a festival on the one-year anniversary of uh, the September 11th attacks. So, there was a bit of press on other matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a movie, for some reason, a lot of people uh, forget. Um, Colin Firth, at the time, he wasn't really an established actor. Oh, you mean Colin Farrell? Sorry, Colin Farrell. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Colin Farrell wasn't really a hard established actor. And this was one of the three films that kind of put him on like a path of like, oh, this guy can be a leading actor. This guy can carry a movie. Yeah, I thought he was really good in the movie. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that later. But for me, the ending was kind of a little lackluster for me. But that's because I like being able to solve things like you want a problem that you can actually you want a a mystery movie that the answer is actually there if you concentrate enough right yes yeah well i think that was the way you felt about like uh knives out right and uh the murder on the orange express but i figured those out that was the thing yeah and you wanted a movie where you can't figure it out or yeah like where i'm surprised yeah well i guess this was surprising still because it was like ah thought it was this guy and well, we'll get to that later, but um, so we decided to watch this movie, right? Yeah, uh, it was a bit of a. I remember watching it back when uh, I used to live with my parents when I was a lot younger. I was watching uh, Cinemax or whatever, and this movie popped up. And for some reason, it just intrigued me. I watched it, and I always remembered it how stressful it was, how, how uh, insane it would be to be at the end. Like, it's a hostage situation, basically. Like, you're on the phone. Um, you don't know where the hostage taker is. He's on the other. He's on the. He's hidden somewhere with a gun aimed at your head, and you can't run. Like there's no feasible way for you to get out. You have to just deal with the situation. Um, yeah, he's locked in a phone booth basically, and the person on the call says that he can't move or he'll get shot. Yeah, uh, but also the guy. He's mentally like he's not. I won't say mentally unstable, but. Yeah, he's mentally unstable. Mm-hmm. Like, how many how many normal people you know that are gonna you know hold a stranger at gunpoint? The, then again, the caller, right? Yeah, the caller. Okay. Um, but then again, there were a few. He alludes to it at the very beginning. He says, "Remember this guy? Remember this guy? You know, both shot and killed. People thought they were muggings, but no, their wallets were still there. Their phones were still there. You know, those weren't muggings. Those were executions. Because mm-hmm. uh, yes, apparently the caller." Um brought to light like two situations and it was of like well what would you call them like scumbags and that he degenerates also yeah and that ended up shot but it wasn't a big news story so again this is his supposedly third victim right yeah um but he he actually he even says at one point Stu, you're making a lot longer than either one of those two guys did mm-hmm it might have just been the fact that those two got other guys thought oh you know this is too big for me or whatever like you know i'm too big for this you're not going to take me down and he shot him mm-hmm. but uh Stu, at the very least knows to play ball mm-hmm. um 
And he talks himself out of a lot of situations in dealing with people. Well, okay. If you're going to watch this movie, make sure you don't... You're not having anxiety at the time. I know I'm that type of person where it's like, okay, if I'm anxious or whatever, I want to watch a movie to relax. Yeah. If you're feeling a little agitated or anxious, don't watch this movie. It was all stress all the time. This whole, the whole damn The whole movie, you were like, ah, why? And and it's not exactly a long movie. It's only about an hour and a half. I think actually a little less than that. Uh, Yeah, it's only an hour and 20 minutes. It's barely a movie. Um... But you're stressed out the whole time that Colin Firth is in there. Oh, sorry, Colin Farrell? Colin Farrell. The whole time he's in the phone booth, you're stressed right the hell out. But honestly, I'm glad it was that short because it was very stressful. So if it was another 30 minutes, I don't think I could take it. <laughs> well, well, also like the dialogue, props to these guys. I don't know if they ad-libbed a lot of the dialogue, but it was good. And there are several times they take you down random paths, you mm-hmm. know. The caller messes with uh, with Stu and saying, you know, Stu, don't 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 me out, Stu. Don't talk me out, just like my mom. And he's messing with them. Like, no, actually, I had a really great childhood. I love my parents. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that. I like that kind of sociopath. Uh, I don't know. It's appealing to me. Well, it's interesting, but you never really know anything about the caller. Yeah, and I think that's part of what makes it so damn terrifying. Because mm. it really is realistic. Like, it, he was a legit stranger. This is. Hitchcock-esque, mm-hmm. I, I think, in execution. Because, yeah, you never find out who the hell it is. Well, kind of do. Well, no, but like, oh, what's his name? Like, you know, like, he is a stranger. Okay, well, in that, yeah, in that just capacity. to ruin the whole movie, yeah. <laughs> he is a stranger. No, I, okay, look, man, they, I'm not going to give you a spoiler alert for a 20-year-old movie. Or, sorry, 19-year-old movie. Spoiler alert. Almost 20. Almost. <laughs> Um, um, but what is it? It's basically like, well, why didn't he leave the phone booth, right? Yeah. So the whole thing was, well, I would have made a run for it, right? Yeah. But I think he had shot a little toy robot, a little toy robot at first, mm-hmm. and then there was some escorts that were trying to get into the phone booth that's right? a very generous word to use nikki well he had called them hookers <laughs> but yeah. but they were like no we're escorts and they were c- cussing them out and all that and then they called the pimp over and then the pimp starts getting involved and trying to get in the phone booth and he's just like trying to stay in the phone booth and they're giving them a lot of agitation yeah and then it the well, the caller ends up shooting the pimp, right? Yeah, well, because he he says like, because uh, the pimp starts pulling on Stu and Stu has the phone on him, and the caller says, if you if he pulls you out, this counts as a hang up, and you know he made the rule earlier, if you hang up, you die. Well, he gave him gave him the option, right, to yeah. say yes, yeah, to be able to shoot him. Did you want me to take him out, Stu? He's like yes, and he shoots the pimp. Yeah, but he didn't mean to say yes. Mm-hmm. To shoot the pimp, he meant to say yes that he's listening, right? Yeah. Supposedly. I mean, it's a bit of a gray area, but like that sets off the whole thing. And one of the things, one of the scenes I like just a little bit before that is, uh, Colin, is uh, Stu is saying like, you know, you shoot me, you know, everyone's going to be freaking out. You know, there's no way you're going to do that or whatever. And there's a little toy robot there. The caller shoots it. Hey, babies, everyone's going. Exactly. You're in New yeah, York. Nobody pays attention. It was just like, oh, the toy broke, whatever. Everyone's onto it. Well, the 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 salesman, 
You know, Stu gave him like 20 bucks for the robot. The guy was like, yo, hey, what the hell, man? You broke my thing. Mm -hmm. And the caller alludes like, oh, Stu, you gave that nice man money so that I wouldn't have to kill him. Mm -hmm. You're such a nice guy. Well, the pimp too, he he gave him money. To try to get him to leave him alone. But he wanted more. Yeah. So the pimp ended up getting shot. But you, even the escorts couldn't see that there was a bullet wound or anything. He was just like going back and that dramatic like, what's going on are you okay and they were like checking on him and then he realizes and then they realize he's bleeding and then he got shot and then they keep saying like oh you shot him so they're blaming Stu for shooting him even though there was no gun around or anything exactly and then the situation it just keeps getting worse after the the pimp gets shot um you end up getting uh the cops being called and whatnot yeah now Whitaker shows up yeah and I really liked him. He was a very on-the-nose captain. He was very good. Well, I always like him in movies. Like, he always appeals to the movie. I think makes things a little... Better? Better, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he's a much-needed credibility to the film. Um, but also, I think he brings... His character's very minor, but you know a lot about him from the get-go. He You try to use his personal life to try to relate to Stu, you know... Hey, you know, you, yeah, I'm divorced or whatever. You know, he's trying to relate. He's trying to be a good cop. I thought it was a little basic, to be honest, because it's kind of like, well, heard it before. Mm-hmm. Um, you're believing these women for saying that he shot somebody, but it's like, you know, I guess you take the word of mouth, right? But yeah. at the same time, it's like he wasn't thinking that there was a different situation. It was more like, no, it's Stu. Yeah. And that's what bugged me, too. Everybody was like, it's Stu that he killed him. And he was, you know. Yeah. I guess he wasn't cooperating. But at the same time, it was like, yeah, it's a clear phone booth. I mean, it's, uh, and I think Stu, as, as little interaction as Stu and Ed actually have, or I guess the Forrest Whitaker and uh, the main character, as little interaction as they have directly with each other, mm-hmm. they work well off, you know, the few scenes that where they do. You know, Stu tried to communicate to him, like, hey, this is not a shooter situation. Like, I'm not a, a dangerous gunman. This is a hostage situation. And it completely changes the dynamic of the film once uh, once they find out. Yeah, but let's get back to the caller. Because that's the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's not so important that the police are there. It's just that the caller wants Stu to own up to his truth. Yeah, which is kind of minor compared to the other guys, but fucking fair enough. Yeah, because well, that was a thing that was lackluster for me too. Okay, I'm just spoiler alert. Uh, he cheated, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much it. Yeah, like or not even cheated. He was attempting to cheat. Like he was. He wanted to, to cheat. He wanted to. Yeah. Um and. It's like the, the other two guys that he shot and killed, one was like uh, some kind of sleazebag human trafficker. Mm-hmm. The other one was a stockbroker that like let thousands of people like lose their lose their retirements. Mm-hmm. And Stu just kind of wanted to chill on his wife. Yeah. He didn't even follow through with it, which is like, I, I guess that's because they had to make Stu redeemable. Otherwise, he would have just been cheering for the caller the whole time. Yeah, sort of, right? Yeah. But at the same time, it was kind of like I was hoping... Stu had actually done something to warrant this. To <laughs> well, are you victim blaming Nikki? <laughs> well, I was like, that's gonna make it so interesting. What if Stu's actually like, like, because you do feel sorry for him throughout the whole thing. Yeah, and you're like, dude, he's just taking a phone call. And then, 
<laughs> so I was like, plot twist would have been if Stu was actually like a real bad guy, right? Yeah. Like I don't know. Like at the very end, you find out like he's uh, he's also he's a like mass a, murderer or something. Or uh, yeah, they find like all the bodies in the house, and you find out the wife was hiding it the whole time with him or something, something bad. But no, Stu is just. He's not necessarily a good guy, but he's not that bad of a guy. He's Wreck-It Ralph, man. He's not a piece of shit. He's just not <laughs> a great human being. <laughs> I think you have to explain the reference. Yeah. Well, also, like, there's there's also a point where he has a full-on breakdown with the caller. And he says, like, you know, I've never done anything good for anyone that couldn't do something for me. You know, there's an intern out there. And, Robbie, if you're watching this, you know, don't be a publicist. You're too good. You know, and he, and he admits everything. You know, he admits his faults. You know, this $2,000 fake uh, watch is just like me. It's fake. Mm-hmm. You know, and just like this or whatever. And he has a full-on breakdown. And I love that part. Like, that whole one little monologue thing. And he even tells the caller, you're not going to let me go, are you? Yeah, but you knew that. So why'd you do it? He's like, I didn't do it for you. Because he's looking at his wife, you know. Uh, and yeah. he cares about her at the very least. Oh, he- that was another frustrating thing. The wife got involved, right? Yeah. And then, so the wife is Kelly Shepard. And... She came into the picture and she was like, oh, I don't know why my husband did this. And they kept telling her to get in the car, right? And she kept getting out of the fucking car. And she car. kept getting out of the car. And then the sniper had her as leverage. It was like, stop getting out for the camera, Kelly. Mm-hmm. Like, stay in there. Nobody wants to see you. Yeah. And then Katie Holmes is the one that he was going to cheat on with, right? Yeah. And she's on the other side. Yeah. Right? And so he, there's a point where it's like he asks him to pick, right? Yeah. And, and how does that work out? He is it's not the very end where he's like, shoot, man. He finally, Stu finally. Uh, so the caller plants a gun in the in the phone booth, and the whole time Stu's arguing like they're never gonna believe that I actually shot him, and those and the caller's telling him, and you're gonna die, and later on they'll realize, oh gee, you didn't shoot the guy. So what? You're still dead. And that gives you more than enough time to get away. Um, yeah, well, Stu was dumb, too, because there was a gun up there, and he was reaching for it. Yeah. And then he's, like, touching it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I can't find a gun. But he did find it. But I guess he was trying to, for the caller, right? Yeah. Trying to direct the situation. But at the same time, it's like you put your fingerprints on the... Well, this whole thing kind of feels like a really stressful negotiation, which I like. I like negotiation games. I like Monopoly. So it felt like a really stressful... I mean, bear in mind, one of the one of the people in the negotiation literally has a gun to his head. But like, it felt cool. I, I liked how stressful it was. I liked the environment. I liked uh, the realisticness of it. Because again, I like movies with small stakes, small scale. Like the world's not gonna end if Stu dies. He's just another guy on the news. It's fucked up, but it's true. But you got a serial killer on the loose. Wait, in New York. In New York, so post two thousand one, and it could go anywhere. Any sniper. So, um, anybody. Yeah. Because I guess that's what they were trying to say, too. It's like, it can the anyone. sniper can happen to anyone. So, it's like, own your truth. That's yeah. the whole thing. Well, yeah, he does make it a point of, like, uh, you know, he tries to hold bad people responsible for their actions. You know, mm-hmm. it's his way of finding justice. And Stu even tries to turn it on him. And he says, like, you know, Stu, how would you turn this? And Stu has a really smart spin. He says, in a city where no one gives a shit, no one helps each other, you took a stand. You protected me from the pimp. We can spin this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you and I both know, like, that the good try, but the, you're not getting out of this. And Stu's like, yeah, I know. I had to try, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then at one point, he, he tries to make him pick between Kelly 
the woman he was going to cheat on. I'm sorry, Kelly, Stu's wife, and Katie Holmes? Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes, yeah. Between um, Pam Pamela. and Kelly. Yeah. You know, who do you want me to kill, Stu? Who? Pick one, pick one. He's like, no, no, Katie, Kelly's innocent. Again, Stu is not a good guy, but he's not a bad guy. And, okay. He's a complex we, we guy. We said the wreck, wreck it Ralph, yeah, right? Yeah. And he's like, he's bad guy, but not bad guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I like, I, I like Stu's morally complex character because there's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack. He's not, again. He's not really complex. Like, okay, I'm sorry, but nowadays like cheating's very common but no but how many i can't think of too many people that would go out of their way like at that point to be like i'll sacrifice myself for this person a lot of people say they would i truly believe there's not that many i don't think so you i I think you're giving people too much credit i i could i think um there are a lot more selfish individuals out there. I think when it comes to somebody you love, then that's where he realized that he really loved Kelly, right? Yeah. Because he basically he chose Kelly over Pam, and because he was like, "Don't kill her." And well, again, she got out of the car like for the third or God fourth time, and then the <laughs> sniper guy is getting agitated and has her there, and so Stu comes out with a gun, yeah, right of the phone booth. Well. I mean, if anything, because at one point he tells him, choose between Kelly and Pam. And yeah, I, I just believe people are more selfish than that. You know, I, I think most people are. That's why I say Stu isn't terrible of a guy. Uh, but to me, you, that makes more you're complex. just saying that most people are selfish, right? I think so. But to me, I don't think so. I think if it's somebody you love or respect, like but, with uh, Pam. Yeah. Like, he did not love her. He was just, like, infatuated with her. Yeah. And he was willing to save her. Yeah. Like, sacrifice his life for her. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. But that's what I mean, though. I think that's what makes him a little more admirable than the average Joe. But I think anybody would. Okay, not anybody. Yeah. But, like, I think there are some people that would. I Yeah, no. There are some people. It's just, I think... um, I think you give them too much credit. No, I think you're giving humanity too much credit. Well, okay. I say, like, there's a handful of people. Yeah. You know, not everybody. No, there's a handful. Yeah, I there's believe you would. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't go I know, that way. I'm trying to be cute. <laughs> I love you. Um, but just know this moment, then. You're yeah. saying that you're not a good person? No, I'll, I'm an incredible human being. But I have, I'm sure there's some certain people, individuals in my life that aren't so much. Yeah. So this is a husband and wife show right now. <laughs> so, so I guess, okay, you believe in Stu, right? And I, I believe in the a collar? handful. <laughs> not, not the collar. <laughs> I believe in a handful of people, right? Yeah. And you're one of them. So I'm giving you credit. I love, I love is you too. Is that fair? I, okay. Yeah, I believe in you too. Okay. That's um, why it's kind of like not everybody, just like not everyone, but there, there's a few. Okay, well, anyway. Okay, uh, yes. Let's get so, back to the caller. Okay, so the caller. Do you think what he's doing is just? I'm not saying go out against Stanford, but no. Like, <laughs> that, okay. This is like, I'm that just was saying, a stupid question. Okay, I'm just saying. What's the difference between him and like the Avengers? Like he's taking out bad guys. But the first he's two not were bad, bad guys. Guy. Huh? But it's his determination of what 
truly is a bad guy, right? Yeah. So it's basically the caller's idea of a bad guy. It's anybody that is flawed, right? Technically. Uh, so I guess people or that lie, lie or that uh, but, don't own up to it. But then you see the variation of lies, right? Yeah. So we saw between the three people. Yeah. The two he killed before and Stu, right? Mm-hmm. So you see that he's getting closer to like, oh, what if lie about my weight then it's gonna be like okay sniper rifle sniper rifle tell everybody <laughs> own yourself <laughs> i mean i look i think if you take the first two killings and make them a movie i think the sniper is the protagonist i think most most people would portray him as that he's holding you know, these big people, you know, hostage. Like, oh, I'm going to hold you responsible for the bad things you do. I don't think you mean a protagonist. Not protagonist. Well, a- anti-hero? <clears throat> yeah, probably. He'd be the Punisher. You know, I, I think. In some capacity. Okay. But you throw Stu into the mix and all of a sudden this guy's a, so- this guy's a psychopath because I think it's a lot more understandable. Not a lot of people are in a position to affect, million- to affect a thousand people's lives in a negative manner. But he doesn't... He's not big time. Like, Sue's no, not big enough for him to no, no, matter. Like nobody knows about the collar still. They think he's dead. No, they thought the other two were muggings. Oh yeah, that's right. They thought he was dead. They thought it was the pizza guy from the beginning. Yeah, so there's a pizza guy that Stu's kinda rude with in the beginning, the very he, beginning. He's an asshole. And then even the collar mentions about how you're rude to the pizza guy. And that's oh. who I thought it was. Well remember he even mentions like the suit the pizza collar says there's no need for that language. And the collar says, Now Stu, there's no need for that kind of language. Yeah, so it was like, it's the pizza guy. Well, that's what I said first, right? Yeah. And so at the end, the pizza guy, you find him dead because eventually the police finally trace the call and you're like, okay. And they get to the pizza guy who's dead near like a rifle and bullets and stuff, right? But as soon as I saw him dead, I'm like, ah, it's not the pizza guy. Yeah. We both thought it. Uh, you know, I'm so glad it was a stranger. I know you don't like that, but I love the fact that it could be... It, it is anybody. Well, I'm like, why did I waste my time watching this movie? It's like, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, there's no... Mm-hmm. Like, who is it? That's it. It's kind of like... Well, the situation, I think there's a lot of conversation to be had. I mean, look at this podcast. Like, we've been talking for 20 minutes... Was he right? Was he wrong? Like, is Stu a bad guy? Like, I think it's a great conversation film to watch. But for me, it's like, I want... I Not an ending, but I guess just to know. Because... Or allude to it. Because I love when you see the bad guy early on, and then you're like, oh... It was, it was him all It was the pizza guy. Like, that could have been a thing. Or... Yeah. I... Okay, I'm gonna quote a book. Is that okay? Yeah. To do that here? Okay. Well, there's a book by Harlan Coben. I'm not going to say which one, but you're basically reading it. And the whole time, it's the husband looking for the wife. She's missing. And then the whole book, and you're going through the chapters, and you're like, is he going to find her? Why did she leave? Who is she with? And all that, right? Mm -hmm. And then it ends up she's dead the whole time. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I wasted my time. (laughs) <laughs> reading this book just to find that she was dead the whole time <laughs> it's kind of like that like yeah. i w- i guess wasted my time watching this movie just to find out that this guy is just some random guy he's just some asshole. that's it that's it <laughs> um okay here's another here's a better question would you recommend this to someone 
yeah, I guess if you're sitting at home, right, like, and you're bored and you need something to watch, I'd be like, yeah, you should try this phone, the phone booth movie and yeah. let me know what you think. God, nowadays, fucking uh, Gen Zers, they are like, what's a phone booth? What are those? Why do, why do they have screen? Ah, just shit talking at this point. Yeah, because I'm like, they kind of know. But mm. at the same time, you're right. Maybe... Your cheater friends mentioned this movie to them. <laughs> and some, some people are going to have some fucking issues with this movie. <laughs> okay, uh, well, I guess we're wrapping it up. Yeah, so I was actually going to say, um, real quick, one last thing I think you might care about. What's your favorite Batman movie again? No comment. No, seriously. Like, no, I'm not shit talking. I'm being serious. Okay, but, okay. Uh, why? Trust me. I feel like you're shit-talking. I'm not. I'm not. I'm Blue Car. For, for those who don't know, Blue Car is our secret. It's, it's a thing. It's like a promise, but more. Yeah. So, okay. Blue Car, what's your favorite Batman movie? I'm not... Honestly. I like the one with George Clooney. <laughs> I think that's... Is that Batman Returns or Batman and... No, is that Batman Forever or Batman and Robin? I think I that's... Know. Yeah, it's Batman and Robin. So, the same director that directed Batman and Robin directed this one Joel Schumacher wow like right the guy's got range I'm not saying Batman and Robin is great but like like well I enjoyed it it's one of those movies again that you just sit back and watch <laughs> like okay there's a lot of not horrible movies I would say but like not particularly liked movies that <laughs> yeah. I like yeah like even that yeah. What's considered the crappy Yoshi and Mario movie? Uh, the Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers. Yeah, I like that one too. You're just destroying your credibility, sweetheart. Why are you doing this? But sometimes I just like nostalgia. Okay. No, and that's fair. And then also fair. I like George. I, also, I, I like George Clooney. That's fair. Actually, there's movies I like that are shitty. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so the dude's got range, right? The director's like, what? He did the Batman movie and he did this. Well, that's what I like about directors, right? Yeah. That it's very different. They like have range. you're not following with the same thing, like yeah. um, Michael Bay just throwing that out there. Oh, I'm it's kind of the same concept. Like, oh, let's just make this trippy and useless and yeah, extra hard just for no reason. Like, or let's make explosives and for the sh for the shits and the giggles. For the shits and giggles, it's like no sense. Yeah. So okay, how would you rate this movie? One to ten, A to B, five stars, however you I want. I give it a three. A three out of five stars. Three out of five. Three out of five, yeah, I'd say a C, solid C. I, I think it has more rewatchability though than most movies. Like I, I can imagine myself uh, jumping in in like the midway point and still be like really entertained. Yeah, for me, twenty years from now, when I forget the ending, then I'll yeah. rewatch it. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, folks. Well, this is gonna wrap it up for this episode of the rollback. Um, if you're listening to us via podcast, please like and subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. Also, please tell your friends about us. That's how I find out about most of my favorite podcasts. Also, make sure you comment. We want to see our fans. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to us on YouTube, also, please like and subscribe. Uh, we're hoping maybe relatively soon. That's a very loose phrase. Maybe we'll start doing videos, like actual videos, instead of just podcasts. Um, oh, and if you want to hear more about thoughts on movies, go to therollback.net. I've been Eddie. I'm Nikki. And this was a rollback. Thank you.